0: The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. But
1: thank you all for joining us. Thank you. you. It's been a lot of fun.
0: Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network.
4: My mom
2: says I'm cool.
0: Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only
2: one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Rounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating, it brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee, coffee to die for, and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the
3: front door! Oh, they're so disgusting.
2: Hey, hey, happy Wednesday. You're watching Still Token with Powered by the Dorkman Podcast Network. We have a kick-ass show for you today. My name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard. And as always, Benjamin, how's it going, bud?
3: What's happening? What's happening? What's happening?
2: What's happening?
3: Oh, I am. I am psyched for tonight's show. Oh, I'm to yeah. say that. I'm going to say that. You know, our guest has been uh, from heaven to hell along the strange highways to find his rainbow in the dark. Uh, I'm just going to leave it there because I'm not going to steal Jeff's thunder. <laughs> Jeffrey. Right. Wow.
1: Oh, that was pretty good, Ben. You like that? I'm, imp- I'm impressed. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to keep this guy waiting any longer. Uh, you know, if you don't know who this dude is, well, fucking shame on you, man. Let's welcome uh,
4: Mm -hmm. Vinny Aposy. Hey, how you doing? Hey, uh holy holy shit. Can I say holy? You can say 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 whatever you want. It's 18 plus. (laughs) Holy shit, that was the longest intro I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) I almost fell asleep. (laughs) Anyway, but it's good. But boy, that's long. Wow.
2: Yeah, it gives us a chance to do like all the back end stuff, uh, you know, sharing on social media and stuff. During, uh, you know, before we go, yeah, Uh, the the
1: show actually
3: uh, goes live on sixteen platforms worldwide. Oh, cool! We need that extra time to get it out to all those, like Leo said, back end areas.
4: Are you Canadian? No, I'm actually from Boston. Oh, okay, because you said out. (laughs) (laughs) You're from Boston, so. party party in the car and all that stuff you know right
1: Uh, yeah yeah, yeah. we're just wicked cool up here you know
2: yeah yeah. speaking of wicked cool we're also on uh dead dork radio streaming live on that as well so absolutely live 365
4: i'm in the middle of the mojave is this mojave deficit and it's hot as hell now it's getting hot in the right in the middle and uh on our way to vegas
1: Oh, I was going to say, are you out
4: there burying somebody? In the middle of the desert? That's Uncle Vito. (laughs) Uncle (laughs) Vito. Excellent.
3: So so you're you're on your way to uh, Vegas to do a rock fantasy camp.
4: Yeah, doing a rock fantasy camp starts tomorrow. It's with the Scorpions and Sebastian Bach and uh, uh, Zach Wild. So, yeah, it's going to be a good camp. And... um, they're always a lot of fun, you know? So this is, uh, this is going to be a special one, you know, and we're all friends too. Everybody knows each other, you know? Right. So yeah. And, uh, and it's Vegas. So somebody
3: somebody that's been in the industry, as long as you have, I think you're pretty much friends with uh, everybody.
4: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of people, you know, it's funny because I I was just talking about that when you in the day back in the eighties and, we used to go over with Dio and mainly with Dio and do these big festivals and everybody on the monsters of rock, all these festivals, everybody, the majority were from LA, right? You know, all the bands were from California. (laughs) Hey, what are you doing here? You know, Van Halen is Y and T and uh, sometimes Motley Crue and everybody was from, it's like, we're hanging out in LA again. Really crazy.
3: That's, that's freaking awesome. That's friggin' awesome. Yeah. Wow. I mean, uh, I actually had the pleasure of meeting you twice in the '90s on the Strange Highways tour. Oh, okay. In in, in Providence. Um,
4: right. I lent you uh, twenty bucks, right?
3: I think so. I think so. And then I gave it to I gave it to Jeff Peelson, who gave it to Tracy G, and he was supposed to give it back to you.
4: Ah, uh, no, no. They said it was five by the time I got it back. Well, see, that's,
3: <laughs> that's what happened because that's because Ronnie was there. And I think he took the fifteen. <laughs> he would have taken the whole thing. <laughs> okay wow uh, beautiful beautiful um go ahead jeff i, I see you uh, yeah time.
1: no it's uh i mean i was i was doing a little researching on you and i mean the people you've played with you know rick derringer uh but i, I do want to bring up uh the fact that your um uh, your brother was also a drummer um uh, mm-hmm. so it was uh, kind of in the family uh he he had played with a, a band called vanilla fudge right
4: Right, back That'll in the uh way, late 60s, 70s.
1: Now, how much uh, influence did he have on you as far as becoming a drummer?
4: Well, there was a lot of influence. Uh he's 11 years older than I am. So when mm-hmm. he started uh we lived in Brooklyn, you know, and he used to have his band rehearse in the house. In one room, it was we called it the porch. It was, you know, kind of the front room. And I used to sit down on the floor and watch all the guys come over and plug in the amps and you know, all the equipment and the wires. Then they'd start playing. And I was like, wow, how cool is this? You know? So that, you know, just got me going, you know, watching them uh, rehearse and stuff. And then I started banging on his drums and uh, started getting into it. And then Carmine went on to the Vanilla Fudge, which was uh, back then uh, very successful they, mm-hmm. they, their first album was gold. And then my parents used to take, uh, my sister and I to the shows. cause so we were younger than Carmine. Mm-hmm. And I used to see Carmine playing in front of all these people going, Oh man, this is wow. This is amazing. I want to do this. So that's what got me going, you know? And then, uh, I went for drum lessons to the same guy on Carmine's rec- recommendations. He told my parents, yeah, he's good. You should send them to lessons. Uh, this guy Dick Bennett in Brooklyn. So I did, and I did that for three years, and then started going around Brooklyn playing with a few bands. And um, nice. and one of the bands led to some work with John Lennon. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you read that stuff too. That yes, boy, I right? did. Bomb, right? Yeah. Yeah, bomb. Bomb.
1: What's it mean? Yeah. Tell us what that means.
4: Band of motherfuckers. Right. Nice.
1: <laughs> Very nice. We,
4: we didn't have a name at the time. We needed a name. <laughs> <laughs> and we were smoking a lot of pot on the roof of the record plant and somebody came up with it and we're all, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those stone things. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, so the stone, the stone yeah.
3: things always work out for some
1: reason.
4: Yeah, exactly. So oh, that's excellent. Yeah. Cause you, uh,
1: you were actually, uh, the band and back of Lennon for his last performance live, right?
4: Yeah, that's right. I didn't know that. Um, We did. It started out with hand claps. Uh, Jimmy Iovine was a good friend of ours who produced John and owned Interscope Records and Beats Audio. Um, He was very, very successful. And uh, he brought us into the record plant and they liked us so much. They signed us to a management deal. They gave us a room to rehearse on the 10th floor. It was our room. We could do anything we want, rehearse anytime we want. It was fantastic. Especially in Manhattan. And one night we're rehearsing and Jimmy calls and asked us to come downstairs to do some hand claps go, okay you know they didn't have computers then so hand claps so hand claps so we go down in the studio we walk in and we see john lennon we go, holy shit um again i said holy sorry so um <laughs> we see him in the, we see him in the room we go oh clap, and then we go into the room and we put the headphones on and now he's talking to us and it's so freaky, you know, when you've seen this, somebody that famous and one of the Beatles and now he's talking to you in the headphones. So it was pretty amazing. So we did hand claps for the song, whatever gets you through the night. Right. And we did it. The whole song, nine of us were full home players. we were a really good band, really tight. And uh, I was 16 at the time. And then after we're done, we met him. He was really nice. And uh, and then we left. And he must have asked where have we come from, nine people, like in five minutes. And uh, they must have told him, Oh, that's uh, the band uh, the man Roy's managing the owner of the record plant. So next day, two days later he comes up, hang out with ask for the pictures and all that. I'm really sorry about how I just asked for But I used to have a table and, cool. uh, and um, all stuff. Uh, it came it, cool. There three videos with them, and they asked us to do the show. Um, this is Mike was and oh, uh, I think we're losing you, Benny. Uh,
3: okay, I think we're losing the signal. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think we're losing so you. Where do, where do it's we all those off.
1: electrical things?
3: Yeah, it's all those charging
4: stations. Uh, Hear me now.
2: Uh, you're, you're a little oh, bit robotic. Uh, let's try it again. Nope.
4: Yep.
2: So well,
3: while we pop wait in. for Vinny to pop back in, um,
2: how's that?
3: There, there we go, you know, you bear with us tonight. Uh, all the everybody watching Vinny's taking time out of his drive. He's actually in the middle of the desert in the car on his phone doing this for all of us. So
4: yeah, yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. I'm going to move over to the other side because, There's some serious, it's a Tesla charging station. And beyond that is another charging station for all the electric cars. So there's some serious transformers right here. Yeah, there's about 50 transformers that could be screwing up the signal. So just bear with me while I, without hitting anything, drive over to the other side. (laughs) There's all the Tesla. Yeah, please don't hit anything. (laughs) Hold that phone right there.
1: I don't see any cars charging.
4: No, they were in there. They're in there.
1: Oh, are they in there? Yeah.
4: Yeah, they're in there.
1: They're really, really small.
4: (laughs) There's a Walmart truck. Oh, it's got some shade over here, too. Look at that shit. All right. So I'm away from those. Is this any better? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh,
2: We had a quick question come in. Uh, Darren Miller's asking, uh, hey, Vinny. Uh, You ever work with my buddy, Mickey Free?
4: Yeah, I I worked with Mickey Free a long time ago. Um, I think he was doing an album, and I played on some of the album. And um, he was great. I thought Mickey was great. He was a great singer, and he had some good songs. Yeah, he looked good and all that stuff. Yeah. Tell him hi if you see him from me. Mickey.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So... um... I know we have a couple of clips. I do want to play one. Um, There's been a lot of controversy over the years on how to pronounce your last name properly. So I did a little little research, and I found a clip uh, of you from the Hall of Heavy Metal History. Um, It's only about 50 seconds long, but it it completely explains how to say the last name properly, folks. Well, did I say it correctly? Well, you said said it correctly for Vinny, but if it was Carmine, it would be a piece.
4: Yeah, he's a piece. I'm a apathy.
3: See, so there's always really? been a con- there's always been a controversy for many many years. But I found this clip and I I, I just want to play it real quick. It shows Vinny summing up how to say okay. the name, folks.
4: Yeah, I think it's. Oh, just okay, a good. I know it is. I just want to get one thing straight, so you guys know what's going on. There you go, Vinny. He fucking says a piece. <laughs> I say apathy. <laughs> My brother Frank sits in the back, says a peachy. He says a peachy. So, you want to hear the real story? Yeah! Now, you want to hear the story? Yeah! I've asked this for 35 years. So, anyway.
3: <laughs> and that sums it up for you all.
4: Yeah, yeah, that that happened. As, that happened as a fluke. You know, I was at the front of the stage after Carmine's solo, and I said, uh, "Carmine." And then I thought, "Oh, when he says peace." I say, yeah. And The story. He started playing, and right away, my mind went, "Let me mom, pretend that you can't hear anything." And, and it works we do it every night, and it works great. they think okay. they're going to hear the story.: so.
3: And that's why I had to play it.
4: Yeah. right?
3: I, I saw that. Yeah. I, I laughed my ass off and I said, "That's the best rendition of how you can explain it, folks."
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that guitar noise was. That was uh, some weird shit going on there. but uh, yeah, we got it down now, you know, It's, it's, it's cool, funny. So he used to say apathy. There's a Vanilla Fudge live album after his drum solo. They introduced him as Carmine Apathy. So there's living proof of that. And then he joined Rod Stewart and Rod kept hearing all different pronunciations. So he finally said, uh, what do I call you? You know, there's all these different uh, pronunciations. And, uh, you know, Apache, Apice, Apathy, blah, blah, blah. So Carmine just said, just say Apice. So that's when he changed it to Apice. But my right. father said apathy. So I stayed with apathy. So ever since then, which is 1976, it's been, you know, it comes up all the time. So that's right. good. It keeps people talking. It does. Know?
3: It does. You know, and maybe like I'll change
4: said, it to something else. Apache. Keep well, it going. And
3: then that's a whole other interview.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I kind of yeah. like
1: peachy. A peachy. <laughs> what? A peachy i like a peachy that's
4: my other brother he says a peach. (laughs) my other brother that's like the italian uh italian way to do it yeah he's our older brother he says frank a peach so uh it's crazy we're all mixed up
3: so um after this weekend in vegas you uh you're going to be touring up here to the northeast to um leo
4: you have you have something there i have it it's called the Music Collectibles Extravaganza. Comes to Thank Boxborough you. Regency Hotel and Conference Center in the lovely Boxborough, Massachusetts. See, Thank I you. printed it out so I knew what that where what the hell this is you where it's going. happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So we're telling you all that for all our viewers and listeners that are going to be listening later on this week. Um, Vinny is going to be in the New England area, man. So make sure you get tickets, head out to that show, see him, get an autograph. I mean, you're not going to be able to meet a legend like this all the time, folks.
4: That's right. Come on down, come meet me and and, uh, all that stuff. You know, I I can uh, explain the name thing to you in person. You know, it doesn't get much better than that. You know, so true that these true things that. are a lot of fun. There's a lot of, uh, I don't know who's on who's on this with me, but I usually do horror ones and I usually do uh, movies. You know, uh, um, and so you get to meet all these people from all the old movies and TV shows. It's a lot of fun. So this yeah, one, um, I'm not quite sure what this one's. Uh,
3: yeah, Jeff, who's on Jeff this one? I, but look
4: it up. There's a website.
3: Jeff and I actually have the pleasure of doing the same thing. Uh, we wrote a comic book series that's Homer, Homer, horror slash cannabis based. So we get to do a lot of the, the horror cons as well. And, you know, hopefully we'll yeah, get to run into a horror con. You know, that'd be really
4: cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like the horror ones. Last time I was hanging out with Freddy Krueger and then uh, Elvira and who else was there? just I mean, crazy. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah. They are. Oh, yeah. the cosplayers go nuts. Oh yeah, yeah. we met uh, Bonnie the Nun, the the, the the Bonnie who played that in the movie The Nun, and what's the other movies called? Those other movies? Uh, yeah, just uh, Well, no, the horror ones. Um, Conjuring, The Conjuring. The Conjuring. The Conjuring. Uh, so Conjuring. I so I met. I so she had that picture of her as the Nun, a really scary picture. I said, can you sign that to Vinny? She goes, yeah. So she signs it, to Vinnie, see you in hell. <laughs> and I went, holy shit. I'm, I'm damned now. So I signed the picture to her. But I'm like, what am I going to sign? She's the nun, the scary, badass nun. So I wrote, to Bonnie, see you in church. <laughs> great. See, uh, it but, just uh, came to me, that crazy that stuff. Great. And it worked so good. Yeah. What a comeback! So, so that's going to be at the. I was Box proud of Pro. that one.
3: What was that, Leo?
2: No, I'm just saying. So that's going to be at the Boxborough Regency Hotel. Yep. And uh, so it looks like uh, yes. that on April 8th on Friday, uh, they're going to have a karaoke with the stars. are Are you going to participate in that?
4: Nah, I don't. I don't think.
2: <laughs> I could say, but I'm not,
4: I don't do yeah, that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he'll explain his name.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, no nope, nobody who played in Black Sabbath does karaoke, but let's put it that way. <laughs> right. anything <Yeah>. could happen. <laughs> but anything could happen. I don't know. It's all uh, news to me.
3: Um what the hell? Well, I was I was gonna say something, I lost my train of thought.
1: Yeah, Now, it speaking of Sabbath, you came in what, about halfway through the heaven and hell tour, right? To replace world. right.
4: uh yeah, and what's uh what's funny About a month before Sabbath called, I got a call from Sharon Osbourne and she said, "Uh, listen, uh, we heard about you and Ozzy's. We're putting a new band together with Ozzy. We'd like you to uh, come to England, meet Ozzy and hang out see how it goes, you know, maybe and be in the band. So I kind of didn't. I said, let me let me think about it. It was all the way in England and I was pretty young. I was like 20 years old, 19, 20. So Uh, I asked my brother, I said, what, I got this thing, maybe playing with Ozzy. What do you think? Is he crazy? He goes, oh, yeah, he's nuts. He's crazy. So I thought, oh, I'll go to England with a crazy man. <laughs> so I didn't do it. And then a month later, I get a call from Black Sabbath, and they're in L.A., and I'm in L.A. Uh, we lost Bill Ward, the drummer. We heard about you, too. And uh, can you, you want to come down and meet Tony Iommi? I said, yeah. So I drove into Hollywood and uh, met Tony. And we got along great. He likes, he's like a practical joker as well. And um, got along really good. He invited me down to rehearsal the next day. And that's the day I met Ronnie Geezer, and uh, Jeff Nichols, the keyboard player. And then uh, they said, we played a couple songs. first song we played was Neon Nights. I didn't know it, but I knew it was that tempo and there weren't many stops in it and stuff. Uh, And then they said, yeah, you're in the band. You know, until Bill comes back. That was the premise was until Bill comes back. So we only had uh, three or four days to rehearse. Then the first show was like 35,000 people in Hawaii. So I was like, oh, shit, man, I got to learn these songs, you know. And, uh, and then I, that was halfway through the Heaven and Hell tour. And then a couple months later, we did the song the Mob Rules. We were in England, and the Warner Brothers wanted us to write a song for the movie Heavy Metal. So we're in England and we had a couple days off. So we went to John Lennon's house, ironically. He already passed. It was owned by Ringo and they had a studio in there. So we went in there and I actually got John's room. They gave me the key, but I didn't stay in the room because he just died, you know? And I'm like, it's kind of strange. So but the house was amazing, you know, every closet was filled with beautiful stuff, platinum records. awards and all sorts of stuff. You open a closet and it falls out. We're all freaking out. Tony and and Ronnie, you know, and they're legendary, right? So it was pretty funny seeing this happen. So that that's where we wrote The Mob Rules and recorded it for the movie Heavy Metal in that place. And then it came out so good, it was like, well, it looks like Vinny's in the band, whether Bill comes back or not, you know? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's not Bill's style to play a song like Really like the Mob Rules, you know. Right. He'd have to copy me. Bill never copied anybody. So, Bill's a great guy. I love him. and He's one of my drama heroes, too. So, uh, uh, then we finished that and then uh, took a little time off and then got together to write the Mob Rules album, the rest of it in California. So, and then we continued then- when that, I don't know, we continued for another year and a half and then it broke up. Right. We got together three times. You know, broke up. Right. That was the end of that. Then Ronnie and I did Dio, and then uh, later on we did uh, Sabbath again in the Humanizer album. Then that broke up. Then later on we did Heaven and Hell, which is Black Sabbath. But and that lasted until Ronnie passed. So right, right. crazy. History repeats itself.
3: It's so. it's amazing. Uh, like Jeff said earlier, sharing the stage with so many icons, but you yourself are an icon in the music industry and have inspired tons of youngsters to want to play drums. I mean, it's just crazy.
4: Yeah, you know, I mean, I was lucky enough to hook up with some great players and play in the band from, from, well, of course, all the way from Sean Lennon, you know, and then... Uh, Rick Derringer was a pro and you know, I learned a lot from Rick and then uh, some of the things I did in Sabbath running, it's fantastic you know? I love playing you know? I'm still playing you know? and getting uh, the shit out of the drums and I'm lucky you know, I kept myself healthy all these years and I love teaching matter of fact every Tuesday 4pm Pacific time on my Facebook I do a live drum stream And there I play uh, songs, a couple songs, and then I I explain some things, teach a little bit, tell stories like this. And then uh, we do a question and answer thing, it's like for an hour. And uh, it's really cool. I've been doing it for almost two years now. We get a lot of people watching. So 4 p.m. Facebook.
3: I I actually logged on to it yesterday and watched. um, And I was. Well, yesterday was
4: good because. I played all this obscure stuff I got on my studio, you know, like stuff with me and my brother and the bands i have been in and things I'm working on once in a while, I'll throw in a Sabbath song because there's a copyright problem when you play Sabbath or Dio or known songs, which sucks. And, um, so yesterday I said, fuck it. I'm playing Holy Diver. (laughs) I'm playing the song. I finished the song. Then I start talking, but I could see the screen. And there were like a lot of viewers on there, a couple hundred viewers. And all of a sudden, a message comes on the screen. And then I see the viewership drop to 38 people. I go, what the fucking, fucking, what's that? So then I had a feeling, I bet you it's some copyright thing. So I signed off as I'll be back next week. Let me check out what's going on. And that's what it was. So I re-signed on and it was okay. And all the people came back that were watching. That's so like, God, are you kidding me? I mean, we're not really selling anything. You know, why I can't use these songs beyond me. Yeah, right. right. So that's I what mean, happened you, yesterday. That you, was the you were first part
3: of all of that.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Some of these you know? songs I'm playing, I've got co writing on them, and uh, I can't play the, the song. And I see other people playing these songs on YouTube and all this stuff. You know, did they clear it? You know, it's just not... yesterday was extreme. They just cut it off. So I went, really? Nice. Yeah, these, so these
2: video services, Facebook and YouTube, they they they're just getting out of control. You know, it's just yeah, stuff. they
4: want to control everything. It's like, you know what? Give me a break, dude. You know, I'm not selling fucking sneakers or something on there. You know, playing Holy Diver like a radio station's got commercials. There's no commercials, but we're just on. It's just a teaching thing mainly. So yeah. why I can't do that is beyond me. So I just uh, logged back on and continued my schlep and showed some of the things I did in that song. And then we took questions and it turned out good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now, do but you every, is... every fork, every Tuesday, 4 PM Pacific time, Facebook, check it out. Yeah. You behind guys the,
3: behind the kit, right? Is that what it's called?
4: Yeah. Be, behind the kit. Yeah. Be- <laughs> Yeah, you know, what's behind the kit? Uh-oh, let's move the curtain and see what's behind the kit. <laughs> next, next time I'll be a fucking shotgun they cut me off again. You know, <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> I did notice something um in, in your kits. You used to play D DW a lot and now you're you have a
4: hickory sawtooth. Um yeah. is that I went from DW... Over the years, I went from Ludwig to Slingeland to uh, uh, Tama for a long time, and then to DW and then to D-drum, and now with a company called Sawtooth. So I met them, I did a clinic at their place in California, and this guy, Joe Fuca, who owns the company, he's so passionate about, he's a drummer, and they were selling guitars and amps and strings and accessories online, and they became pretty successful. And he wanted to do drums. So, you know, he said, you know, why don't you come when I get the drums ready, come over? So I did. And the, the, the set I, I had was just a $599, $599 set with four toms and a bass drum and a snare drum. And the set, it, it was a value set and it sounded killer. So I used that for a number of years, recorded with it, went on the road with Last in Line, my band. And uh, just recently, um, what, last year, I got. The high-end kit, which is what you see on this Facebook thing. And it's right. uh, hickory, six-ply hickory. Beautiful, chocolatey, uh, brown, what is it, chocolate syrup, Hershey's syrup, uh, chocolate cake kind of color. You know, I say that because I got diabetes, so I can't eat that shit. But I like saying, saying that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Sn- Snickers bar, yeah, it's all those colors in one It's beautiful. And uh, you see on the the show, and when I put lights on it, it really turns different colors and stuff. It's really nice. And these drums sound amazing. So I just got another kid on the East Coast, and we just did three shows in Texas with Last in Line. And that bass drum just – I didn't even need a microphone on it because I don't put anything in the bass drum. There's just a tiny little towel, and I Mm -hmm. smacked the shit out of it. This thing was so – nice. it was so loud and nice – a lovely tone coming through. It was just fantastic. So drum sets kill us. So that's why I went with, with Joe. And we're always, you know, we design bags together. He's very proactive and creative. And he's online. It's a big online thing. And Michael Badio does online guitar stuff with his guitars from, from this company. So it's a fantastic company. Yeah, It's called ChromaCast and uh, Sawtooth. So, you know, a lot of these companies don't do anything. You know, this, this static, the this stagnant shows right, this, right. this, like, you know, we, we did a concert with, uh, uh, you know, Melody from Liliac. She's a big Dio fan. It was me. Her.
3: Yeah, we actually interviewed them uh, six months
4: ago. Yeah, they're great. And, you know, they come over my house because everybody kept telling me, you got to hear this. This band's doing Rainbow in the Dark. And usually I go check out a band. And I go, yeah, that's OK. But when I saw that her singing, it I went holy shit, and uh, she was amazing. Yes. So I wrote, I wrote back to them. I said, man, this is fantastic. So we became really good friends, and uh, we did something for this drum company and guitar company They're signed to them as well. So we did a jam. Rudy Saza on bass, Michael Beadio on guitar, me on drums, and then uh, melody, and uh, and then she. Uh, I did another project called Sabbath Nights, which I did a ton of these gigs in Europe where we play old Sabbath songs Mm -hmm. and the mob rules. And I did like 20, 30 shows on a tour uh, for a couple of years. Uh, I was going to go back, but not with all the crap going on now. Probably next year. Right. So uh, she came to one of the shows. It was in Ohio. And uh, she got up and we did about four Dio songs. And it was really, really cool. So we might do some stuff in the future. Yeah. I'm
1: wearing this shirt,
3: see? Yeah, that he's wearing the liuliac shirt
4: yep oh cool nice yeah. yeah I love those guys they're great they're doing great and they, the best thing is they're not signed to any record company they're not signing to anybody but an agent right and they're making it big right
3: oh yeah yep. very yes, cool they yes they are very cool
4: they're yeah. living
3: they're living the american dream
4: yep and the okay. father's uh uh he's uh amazing you know Lawrence, put it yeah. together like that yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, a,
3: yeah. he's a trip he's a trip
4: and then sam does all the uh video editing so it's all in-house they got yeah yeah when i met them i said how are you doing all these videos and editing them? I mean, she goes well at the house i said where do you live they told me where they live then they told me it was a three-bedroom apartment i said what yeah, yeah. the all you kids and all this stuff going on in a three-bedroom apartment and he goes, yeah. I go, oh, my God. I go, where do you edit? He goes, I do it on the coffee table in the living room. <laughs> yep.
1: Really? Wow.
4: I was very impressed. So, And she sings her ass off. The band plays her ass off. Here's some water. And yeah. uh, um, they're, they're fantastic. I wish them all the best. Fresh Absolutely. blood in the business.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, we, uh, we had the pleasure of interviewing them about six months ago. Yeah. Uh, I I reached out to Florin and I said, listen, I I saw the same thing, the rainbow in the dark. And I sent it to Jeff. And I was I'm a huge, huge Dio fan. Always have been my whole life. You know, so. Yeah.
4: And then then they were in California. I told them, uh, well, I'm home. So they drove like an hour and a half and came to my house. And and, uh, you know, I got the room with all the, the gold platinum records up and Dio stuff and yeah. And she was in awe. Melody was like, "Oh my God, I said, "Look, this is a Christmas card from from Ronnie. You know he signed it, and all this personal stuff, you know mm. and uh, she was freaking out, you know, and I played her some unreleased stuff that uh, rehearsals with Ronnie and stuff, so you know she's so inspired by him. it's like, this is cool. I can share this with her and right. make make her even more inspired." You know right. it, I wasn't trying to show off in front of her or anything. I just thought this is stuff I have. Somebody you know, would
3: appreciate what you have. Yeah, yeah. right, right. And it's you not not would
1: appreciate this. Yeah, music, she did. You know,
4: yeah, yeah.
1: And it's not even yeah. you know, like music a, a girl right right or anything, which is cool.
4: Yeah, she's not looking at uh, you know some of these new uh, female singers trying to be like them. She's listened to Dio, one of the great right. rock, greatest rock singer there was, and and. That's her influence. And she right. sounds like the female Dio. She's great. So they're real yeah, cool. She
3: very, very powerful voice. Very powerful
2: yeah. voice. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Dio, we had some questions that came in. Uh, Darren was asking, uh, have you ever been asked to play with Jack Black since he's such a Dio fan?
4: I'm sorry. Question and answer period is over. <laughs> 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 Nobody raised their hand. I just see anybody raise their hand so. no no I never met I never met Jack Black uh, I know Don, Ronnie did some of the studio stuff with him and, and uh, uh, you know I, I, Jack's a big fan of, of, of Dio but I uh, think we were going to meet him at some point and it, it didn't I don't know what happened something happened but uh, Ronnie hung out with him more than I did so I never met him But it's good to see, like, you know, Jack Black's a big actor, right? And he's just, like, in awe of Ronnie, you know, musician. It's cool. Music affects everybody. That's what happens.
3: It it, it absolutely does. And speaking of, for everybody that might be tuning in a little bit late or just showing up because, you know, you overslept, Vinny will be in Vegas doing a rock fantasy camp this upcoming weekend? Uh, Tomorrow. Is that correct? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay.
4: Tomorrow. It's at the... uh... Well, it's actually not. You can go on their website. That tells you all the information if anybody wants a last minute thing.
3: Right. Right. And you can find all this information folks, in the show notes up above or down below or, or wherever yeah. Leo puts put them when you're listening to us.
4: And this is um, my girlfriend sitting here. She does the, sh- the, the stream with me. And her name on the show is La La Lollipop. And she La reads La me Lollipop. the question. There's La La. Hi. Hi. Pleasure. No, we started doing the show and I said, well, I can't read the questions because they're too far away from me. So she comes in I go, hey, it's Lala Lollipop. It's a long story where the name came from. And then she (laughs) reads me the questions and people say now they log in and go, hi, Vinny. Hi, Lala. Hey, Vinny. Lala. And now we just played in Texas and she does the merch for Last in Line, too. And people are asking for her autograph. So I'm like, uh oh, got to get her her own show now pretty soon. Oh, yeah. right. maybe right. next year you'll be interviewing her
3: <laughs> absolutely we would definitely absolutely absolutely interview her because she's, yeah. she's got all the dirty secrets
1: <laughs> that's right See, that's, that's right you know,
3: we like the dirty secrets yeah um you know
4: yeah rock <laughs> yeah, and awesome. uh, so roll baby
1: right and then uh just to bring it back up again you'll be yep. in yep
4: yep
2: there yep, it is, the uh, music right
4: collectibles, is yeah. music collectibles, yeah, and uh, extravaganza. Everything that every
3: everything that that promoter does is extravaganza.
4: Yeah, I'll be that. The Boxberry Regency Hotel and Conference Center, and this starts next when Thursday, yeah.
2: Friday. It's, uh, Friday, April eighth through the tenth. Yeah, oh, Friday, April eighth through tenth, yeah.
4: And I tell you, I did one of these kind of things, and Ace Freely was there, you know, and my friend uh, from. Uh, angel frank frankie the singer and uh so we're hanging out and we we were going to play they made it like a concert so they came over and said ace wants to play with you he wants to play tush I like oh all right cool that's easy so i grabbed frankie said uh frank domino can you sing with us because the person that's going to sing is not really a singer you know blah blah he didn't, he didn't want to do it, you know. I said, "Come on, said, it's tush, it's easy." So he agreed to do it. So we go on stage with Ace. Okay, you ready? And he starts playing Lagrange, <laughs> which is similar to Touch, but slower. And I'm thinking, that's funny. It didn't occur to me. It was a different song. I thought it sounds funny. It's too slow. And so we start playing it, and then Frankie comes in with the tush lyrics. <laughs> So we're playing two songs at one time. And we all didn't really realize what was going on till we finished. He said you sang Tush while we played Lagrange and it worked. Weirdest <laughs> fucking thing. Hey, it's, on the the inter- it's on the internet it's on the in internet somewhere.
3: Nobody in the crowd knew any different.
4: No, they were just like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> but it but it kind of fit cuz it's the same boogie groove, you know. That kind of right, thing. Right. So. Right. Funny. <coughs> Excellent. Okay, I've got another five minutes. Okay, that's fine. All right, yeah, yeah,
1: no, cool. I, we we appreciate get another it. hour and a half to drive. I so. got
4: to go get some seven-dollar-a-gallon gas over there later. So. Oh, jeez! Huh, only seven dollars? <laughs> what is it here? That's well, brilliant. here is always stupidly expensive because it's on the way to Vegas. You know, right. when gas was reasonable, it used to be almost five bucks a gallon on the way. So it must be seven, maybe touch an eight here. Oh, wow. I can't see what it is.
3: Right. so That's why there's
4: so many Teslas over there. Yeah.
3: So like you like said, we got about five minutes. So any last questions, you got to get them in now. Otherwise, forever hold your peace. Um, I know we've touched on you. You're going to be in Vegas. You're going to be up here in New England. Um,
4: but, yeah. And then, if, and then I'm going to be back in the Midwest. There's three shows with Last in Line. And uh, you can go to Last in Line official to see where we're playing. And those are our last show before Vivian, our guitar player, goes off to do the Def Leppard tour. You know, the big summer tour with Motley Crew. And right. um uh, and then we'll continue again in September. So Last in Line officials, our website is um uh, all the information up there. So check that out too. Yeah. Yeah, this month of April's like March April's been crazy with all this stuff going on. But I love I love doing this stuff. I love it. Love playing. We can, I, yeah, we
3: can tell. We can tell. You know. Yeah. I mean just based on everything you've done, that, are, that you're doing, all the bands you've been involved yeah, I with. I can't and... hear
4: anymore, but I love this. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> they, go, they go, don't you hear the crickets and the frogs? They go, I don't want to hear the crickets and the frogs anyway. No, I don't hear them. Uh, we had a couple other questions that came
2: in, uh, real quick. Uh, want to know, I'll, I'll hit them both at you at the same time, uh, ever play on a digital set and why do drummers put towels and bass drums?
4: Um, I don't do that. I mean, I put a little like washcloth type, uh, towel in the bottom of the bass drum so the mic could sit there and not rattle all over the place. But most guys put pillows in the bass drums. They put a f- fucking whole bedding set, you know, comforter and pillows. What what else in the bass drum? It's like why, why? You know, it's the biggest drum of the set, and it sounds, and it sounds like the smallest drum in the set to me. But I play loud, heavy music, so for me, the sound works where it's wide open, like a La Bonzo. You know, um, it's just big, loud drums. So. If you play in a wedding, I'd imagine you'd have to put some towels in the bass drum. <laughs> Otherwise you freak out some of the people at the wedding. I would. Listen, and
2: what was the other I question? Is, uh have uh ever play on a digital set?
4: Uh no, I had an electronic set. They were okay, but I never I played on them at my house, but, but I wouldn't use them live. Yeah. You know, this nothing replaces the drum set. The drum set is a living thing. It breathes. It's part, it becomes part of you. That, that yes. digital thing. I, I actually went over to my brother-in-law, Louis a couple of months ago. He got a, a drum electronic set. He goes, yeah, play on it. So I played on it. And I broke the fucking pad. So he <laughs> went back to the guitar <laughs> center. <laughs> he went, my, my brother-in-law, he's Vinnie Apples, he broke the pad. You know, so they gave him a new pad and stuff. And it, was, it was pretty funny. So I started hitting them, you know, not that hard, but just couldn't take it. So, right. What are you going to do? Yeah. You know.
2: And uh, last question from the comments uh, asking about uh, a rap thing you did in 2005.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It was some rap track that somebody, I think his name was Nicro, and he wanted me to play on it and it had a cool groove to it. I thought, well, this would be a challenge. You know, let's see what this is all about. And, I haven't heard it since 2005, but I just put the beat to it or some grooves to it. I don't know if they edited and messed around with it or what they did, but, I, yeah, I did do it, and uh, oh, yeah. which was better than some of the stuff you hear with rap songs where it's just a thump, you know, thumping, and doesn't even sound like a drum, you know. Here we had real drums and different grooves, same tempo, splicing them in together. That was really cool, so... I'll try anything uh, once. Yeah. Right. Right. What the hell? So, I just, I just want. No. If I don't on like it, of... I'll, I'll, I'll do it once. If I don't like it, I'll send it to my brother. Tell him to it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I just want to touch on one thing real quick. You were inducted into the Hall of Heavy Metal History for your contribution with heavy metal drumming. How big of an honor is that?
4: Um, that was really cool. Uh, you know, it wasn't a big organization. It wasn't like um, like the Academy Awards and I can punch somebody in the face live, (laughs) but it was, it was what it was. It was an honor. You know, I really appreciate them, uh, doing that. And they were just starting too. I think that was the second year. So, um, they would, they do it every NAMM show, you know? So it, it was cool. You know, it's great to see, you know, results from all the, all the work you do. And, people you touch and stuff. So it was, I loved it. It was really nice. And then uh, at the Bonzo Bash that year too, they gave me an award. I didn't know they kept me on stage. And they came out with this plaque, you know, to be, uh, what was it? Honorary something Bonzo Bash they used to do. So I hung it right near my, I have one drumstick from John Bonham that was used. This is real stick. It's in wow. framed. So I put this award right by that because it's a bonzo bash award so it's pretty com- complementary with each other that's so, really cool
1: yeah so besides besides yourself yeah. do you have a favorite drummer
4: a uh, favorite what drummer? drummer yeah besides yourself uh, i have favorite drummers Yeah. You know uh, probably if you say my favorite buddy rich nobody can play like buddy rich unbelievable You know, then John Bonham, Mitch Mitchell, Billy Cobham, uh, guys like that, my brother, you know, that that kind of stuff. All those drummers, uh, Neil Peart, I didn't really listen to Neil that much, but he's amazing, and so is uh, uh, Keith Moon. And all those drummers have one thing in common, they didn't play it safe, they didn't play just the groove in the song, they just, that became part of the song, you know, they played in the song. And that's how I learned. I went, wow, so those fills, you know, they didn't, they didn't play it safe and just go along. with it. they put their blood into that stuff. So the lead drumming, more or less. So, and it becomes part mm-hmm. of the song. So that's what was in my head when I started playing. And you could hear that kind of on "Marbles" and a lot on "Holy Diver." That the fills are part of the songs, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to play with them. Nobody ever told me not to play the fills there either. You listen to some of the Holy Diver stuff. Ronnie's singing, and there goes a fill right under him. You know? And it works. But he never said, right. hey, don't play the, the fill when I'm singing. The, li- the lines and shit like that. So I was lucky enough to uh, to not have to answer to anybody like that. They let me do whatever I wanted to, musically. Because I think musically. So uh, it, it, it works. So those drummers are, are my guys. But Buddy Rich is a amazing nobody ever, ever play like that in a long time awesome so, awesome
1: very cool but we are uh, i'm
4: we're gonna not have to gonna, run
3: yeah we're not gonna, yep, we're gonna, you gonna let you longer, go so leo i'll let you do your thing real quick but don't, you see you sure. see what
4: happened i was gonna get gas it just went up 20 cents <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck>. uh, <laughs> since uh, i t- uh, said it last time it went up yeah crazy all right you guys so thanks for having me on and uh and all you guys listening and the fans, thank you. I, I appreciate all the support. And come see me at the Boxbury uh, Regency Z Hotel. And uh, it'll be fun. I'm hanging out. April, it's, it's April 8th. Not and a lot 10th of confusion here
1: in New England. Yep. Yeah. So thank exactly. you. Exactly. Thank you very much, Vinny. It was a pleasure and an honor.
3: You guys have a safe trip. Uh, thank to you, Vic. guys. And,
1: um, yeah. Thank you, well, thank we you very look- much. And we'll do it again.
3: Sounds good. All right. Bye. It was a pleasure meeting Lala and you guys have a safe trip. Lala.
1: Lala. Bye.
3: Bye, Bye. Lala. Thank you. (laughs) So, you know, we want to thank everybody for watching, but we do have one more clip that I want Leo to play um, real quick before we close out the show.
2: Yeah, here we go.
3: I found that clip and I, I said, man, we got to play this. Even if he has to bail at the end, we still got to play this because it's a legend on stage with legends. If you didn't notice at the beginning, Tony Iommi was on stage and then it ended with Ronnie James Dio. So, I mean,
1: amazing. The shit I grew up with. It's all the was, shit I grew up with. All
3: the shit oh, we, we all grew up with. I actually you talked. Little, oh,
1: going all the way back to his brother with Vanilla
3: Fudge. Right, right. And I talked to a 20-year-old kid earlier today who has a podcast that reached out and wants to interview Jeff and I. But we were talking about um, tonight's guest being Vinny Appice, And he said, geez, I know that name. And I don't know how. I said, well, he was the drummer for Black Sabbath. And Dio, a little before your time. And he goes, I may only be 20, dude, but I know the music. And I was like, wow. Wow. So it spans generations. So anyway, Leo yeah would you well, like to do that thing that you do for that thing that we do
2: sure 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 well uh i want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening definitely check the show notes up above or down below depending on where you're watching or listening to us for me you can just google Leo Pond. you will find a bunch of stuff could be true could be not i'm not gonna say which is which uh but i run <coughs> the dorkening podcast network we got a shit ton of shows doing a ton of awesome stuff uh you can also check out dead dork radio and uh, head on over to thedorkening.com, which you can uh, check all the latest episodes of all the shows on the network. And uh, with that, Jeffrey,
1: that was a great show. I loved that talking to him. That was awesome. As far as me, uh, don't look me up. Just go to stilltoken.com. Uh, you follow us on YouTube. Uh, still Token with, I believe, is the channel, right, Ben? The yeah, still token with yeah. All right, you go, go in there, you, all our past guests, you can even see Liliac, you should check out the Liliac show, we were talking about Chong that a little show. bit today, huh, and the Tommy Chong show, yeah, and the Tommy Chong show, oh, and, and the, the d Wallace show, you can go <laughs> see all those shows. So check them all out, because they're all fucking awesome, and uh, yeah, so, until next week, am I here next week?
3: Well, you're on vacation next week, but you're gonna try to pop in next week. But if you I'm don't gonna try and in, pop in. But it's all good. It's all good. Everybody
1: Just to needs pop the, off. <laughs>
3: everybody needs a vacation once in a while. You know, uh, we do want to thank, you know, Vinny Apesy for coming out today. Uh, sitting in his hot car with Lala for, you know, 45 minutes and chatting with us. Um, you know, like Jeff said, stilltoking.com. Make sure you go over to the Dorkening.com as well, Dorkening Podcast Network. Dot com Is that what that is now, Leo?
2: Uh, yeah, but also the dorkening.com works as well.
3: Okay. You know, check out all the great shows that are running here on the network. Like Leo said, we have a
2: ton
3: of content uh, coming up. And who knows? You might even see Vinny on our network. I mean, he's only running on Facebook right now. We could probably offer him some multiple
2: channels. Ah, uh, maybe something else, too. Yeah, we'll all see right. what happens. Some, not, somebody's yeah. not reading their chats. Who's <laughs> chat
3: your- where what do they see what what do I miss yeah, right. so close us out <laughs> <laughs> thank you everybody first, to all our veterans and first responders we want to thank you for doing what you do every day so people like us can do what we do we'll see you next week we're out of here stay safe bye break down I hey. hey.